Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is the author of Ransom Notes, and uh, she is the subject of a documentary called Ransom Notes. And once a month, just about once a month, every once in a while we'll skip a month because of different things, but once a month you can see us visually, which isn't nice when you talk about me, but when you talk about Kathy, she's very nice to look at. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hard on the eyes. I've got a face for radio, as they said, and, uh, but Kathy looks great on camera, and you're going to see her real soon. Her, uh, her, her channel is going to be up and running and faith-based, of course, and her weekly ransom notes. And she is the host of this show each and every week, uh, radio and, and a podcast show that you could hear on 124 different outlets, so many different places to choose from. But whatever you're listening to on it now is fine. Kathy Ransom, how are you? Uh, I'm just fine. It's uh uh, not too warm here in Illinois. I know there's spots in our world this season of the year that have uh, weather warnings, heat warnings, but uh, Illinois is really quite well off, and it's actually in the 70s, and that's not bad for July. So we're appreciating it. We have the window, the door open and letting a fresh air in. So how is life going with you, Frank? Uh, it's very nice here. It's 84, which is which is uh, you know, a little hotter than... You have it, but it's not too bad. A lot of times we get the humidity that people always complain about. They're they're like, oh, it's it's hot, but it's not humid. Uh, we're usually hot and we're humid, but not too bad right now. So I, I'm enjoying the day that the Lord gave us, and uh, I, I'm looking outside, and it's just lovely. And watching the birds and the squirrels and everything else, it's really beautiful out there. I'm so glad you mentioned animals because I'm going to ask you, do you know, I got this big question for you. Do you know what a lynx, L-Y-N-X, what a lynx eats? Uh, I imagine a lot of rabbits, squirrels. Um, you know, lynx is a, is a cat without a tail, right? You know, big cat, wild cat. And uh, yeah, I, I imagine a lot of things like that. Am I right? Birds? You're doing you're doing fine. I was I was just looking at a, a a magazine. I think it was National Geographic or something. And they this a few days ago, and there was this picture of a lynx uh, leaping over an electric fence. And I just found it, it, it sort of fascinating that this would happen, and that they are trying to track them down. Uh, number one, to see what they really do eat. Number two, they're trying to keep them away from rabbits because an adult lynx needs to eat a rabbit a day to survive, which reminded me that people are, are to eat a what a day? An apple. We're, yeah, I know, I know. But if they're a mother lynx, they need three, uh, with kittens, they need three uh, little rabbits a day. So obviously the owners of rabbits don't really want the lynx to come visiting, but uh, the baby rabbits wanted to go, otherwise they're going to go hungry. So then my crazy head said, if, a, if an adult needs an apple a day, does a mother with children, <clears throat> do they need three apples a day? Good point. Very good. I don't know. I don't know. The apple farmers probably would like to do that. But really what I'd like to talk a bit about today, Frank, is uh, 
You know that we did a, a, a trip not too long ago into the Netherlands during the height of the tulip season. And words just do not describe the, the, the beauty of the tulips at that time. We were so fortunate to be there at absolutely the height of the, of the flowers and the tulips. But not only did we see great tulips and flowers, and there were other spring flowers that were displaying their beauty, we saw some birds, great birds. And so I was writing about it not long ago in a ransom note, and I called it birds dash beauty bugs are garbage. So today you're going to hear about beautiful birds, you're going to talk hear about bugs, and we're going to talk about garbage. And it's up to you to decide how in the world I can put birds and beauty and bugs and garbage all together. But the, I, I know, it's sort of crazy. But probably one of the most wonderful pictures that I took on that trip, and I took about 800 with my little Apple phone. I tell you these Apple phones, and I'm not giving a sales pitch for it, but they do have wonderful cameras on them. I got this goose. We were walking along one of the dikes. I glanced down at the water's edge, and there was this magnificent goose uh, posed on a rock right at the edge of the water behind some plant life with a shadow, and the water was a gray-blue. The contrast of the goose and then with its sort of orangey-colored bill and one little black eye, that because I, I had a side image, I just, I was just absolutely breathless when I saw it. I thought, this elegance, this grace, this balance of the gray and blue and water and all of this, uh, what a wonderful creator we had that he could create this elegance and this dignity. And I was reminded of a verse in Psalms that probably most of our audience has heard, and it's called, The Heavens Declare the Glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands, and then I added, and his birds do the same, because it was just really beautiful. So, and I thought, that's a great way to honor the Lord and uh, capture this. And someday I may decide to turn this photo into a picture and put on the wall, because I really do like it. But I didn't. we saw other birds in addition to this elegant goose. And I know goose sounds sort of bad because, you know, we don't think a goose is elegant, but they really were. But another day we were <clears throat> walking along and I glanced down again along the canal and there was this swan resting uh, in the sort of the weeds that were there. And I took a picture of it and then I realized that this, I was just ready to ask somebody, a friend of mine, to come and look at it. And I was going to call Marianne to come over and take a look at this beautiful swan down there, and then I was distracted. What in the world might have distracted me as I looked down at this swan on the edge of the dike? Garbage. Wow. Garbage. There was trash all around it. There was bottles and paper. It, it, I guess the Netherlands, the people in the Netherlands are no cleaner than we are here in the U.S. Uh, when you see people going down the beaches of our country and picking up containers full of garbage. Uh, it, it's sort of sad, in that, and this is the same thing that was happening there. In We were in Amsterdam at the moment. And then I thought, I think that sometimes we as people 
especially as Christians, as Christ followers, I think we sometimes gather trash around our life. Maybe we sometimes uh, think uh, think about things that aren't real kind about others. Perhaps we um, place ourselves in positions that are not uh, uh, healthy to presenting and advertising and celebrating the Lord. Uh, sometimes maybe we're not pure in what we do. We surround ourselves with some bad ideas. Once in a while, a bad word pops out of some of our mouths. I'm no, I'm, I'm no purist in that way, and I always say a word of, oh, my goodness, Lord, I'm sorry I said that word. Same. I try to, yeah, but it, it happens. And when you think about it, that's really sort of what this swan has around it is the, it's the garbage. And the image of this beautiful swan was immediately marred by the garbage. And in a sense, Frank, when we think about people and their lives, we may, uh, basically, people may think we're quite nice, quite good, enjoy the Lord, appreciate Him, celebrate Him, go to church, and then they happen to look more closely. And they see us at a time when we're sort of off guard, or whatever it is, and we destroy that beauty. So we become like the swan. Just like I would, I was almost ready to jump down there, the bank, and pick up the soda bottle, the water bottle, actually. I'm actually looking at the picture right here, and, and there was a paper bag and some other things. I didn't because I figured the old lady would probably break a leg, and that would be worse. But then I have a third bird, and I have a question. Why do you, you, you know that we went to see tulips, and we had this great opportunity to go to one place, and if someone ever travels in, in, in the Netherlands during tulip season, they need to look up this option. Uh, the tour company had paid for us to go to this tulip uh, growing farm, and we could go into the fields and pick up to 10 blooms off of these tulips. And it was, it was really fun. We wandered through it, and everybody, they, they had planted them, so there were all kinds of mixed colors and mixed styles and mixed breeds. Or, you know, called the flowers breeds. I don't know whatever you call them. And uh, we, we were, all of us were having just a really wonderful time. And we're, uh, then we go back into the main building, and they wrap them up in paper, and we took them back, and we put our 10 tulips, or my 10 tulips and my friend's 10 tulips, we put them in a coffee pot in our motel because we didn't have anything else to put it in and it worked quite well but as we were beginning to leave I looked down there and I saw two chickens one was a great big white fluffy one with all kinds of spots brown and white it, it was the oddest looking chicken you've ever seen and another was a huge black one I mean it was it, it, it had enough feathers on there to have made a small child's feathered coat if they wanted to. Why do you think those chickens were right there at the tulip farm? You know, I imagine uh, th there could be the, the non-organic uh, thought of the people there feed them. Right. The, uh, in other words, the, the tourists, they know, you know, when there's a lot of people, they uh, they get some extra little treats or they get some seeds or they get whatever. Uh, secondly, the the organic reason, the, the the natural reason, maybe, is when people pick 
the uh, the tulips, there's some things that are left over for them to eat, whether it's, I don't know, uh, the stems or, or anything. Am I on track or uh, is that? Well, I think that's, I think those are two good reasons, but it's really that they are to go and eat the bugs. Oh, the wow. bugs that destroy the, the bugs that destroy the tulips plants. And that's apparently not unusual to sometimes have chickens in an area, not just in the tulip field. Uh, doing, I did just a little bit of uh, research on it. <clears throat> sometimes it's ants that they eat. Sometimes it's a moth. It might be a termite, a grub. I don't know particularly what enemies of the tulips were uh, in that particular field, but it was whatever it was, it was obviously something that chickens enjoy nibbling on. And by doing that, it saved them having to do apparently as much spraying of uh, an insect repellent, whatever you call it when you put it on flowers, yeah. to keep the bugs away, and you're doing it in a natural way, which is fine with me. I'm happy that we do that. But the fun part was, as I thought about it, that chicken had a very unusual role to play. And it did its job, or they did its job. And there were more than just the two, but I spotted these two that were unusual looking, and that's why I took a picture of them. They, they had the ordinary run-of-the-mill chickens that we, we see often around. But that chicken knew what its role was. And it immediately did it. You and I as people, we each have a role to play. And the Lord expects us to do that. And we have to determine, part of it is built into us, but we have to determine what is our role in the kingdom. Part of it is we need to, as it says in Psalms 100, we need to worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful sounds. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And I add, we are his people with a role. And we must worship. The COVID virus has caused some people to sort of try and do the worship totally at home, ignore it totally, maybe stop doing things that brings youth together to celebrate? Are we forgetting them? So I challenge our listeners today to what is your role for the Lord in addition to being his servant, to helping others, but also in the area of worship? So my bird message today is be beautiful, eat your bugs, and stay out of garbage. Wow. Uh, wonderful thoughts and, uh, and, and very appropriate and boy, I, I, I'm so mad at the people that would throw garbage down to not only to ruin the picture, but to who knows what else it does. But uh, on a positive note, uh, what what an artistry um, tapestry that uh, that is here for the Lord and, and what an artist the Lord is to create all these beautiful creatures, including us and all these beautiful things. Kathy Ransom, wonderful. Just a, a wonderful uh uh, uh, acorn, like I always say, and you built it into an oak tree within uh, 15 minutes. How about that? Uh, Kathy, any last thoughts to the people? I've got a, I've got a quote from Dolly Parton. Yeah. People my, people my age probably remember Dolly. Anyway, her quote, the way I see it, if you want rainbows, you got to put up with the rain. 
Wow. Oh, I love that. Very nice. It, it isn't that sort of true in our life. If we want to have good things, sometimes we have to have a little, uh, a little trouble along the way. Wonderful. Frank, it's good to talk with you today. Kathy, you too. And to everyone out there, thank you very much for listening. God bless. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.